Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Nordstrom, and welcome to the program today. This episode will be a little different, a bit unusual. Some things that are on my heart. You know, I, I regularly grapple with what we present here. That first and foremost, it's truth. It's Bible truth. And that what I'm receiving, embracing, and, and presenting is, is having the Holy Spirit's desired effect on the hearts and the lives of hearers. So I'm going to ask a few questions right up front, okay? What burns in your hearts these days? What, what wakes you up early in the morning? Maybe, maybe keeps you up late at night. What preoccupies your thought life with regard to the days in which we're living? Perhaps waiting for the next overwhelming headline or the other shoe to drop, so to speak. You're probably not much different than me in any of the aforementioned categories. Daily, I think about what I should be communicating to my children and grandchildren, how I can steward my prayer life to be more intimately aware of what's tops on God's agenda that day. What might be his emotions at the moment when he, when he views the breadth of history, his divine desire for his imagers, and of course that would be us, his set times for this age, and oh, the present condition of the church, yeah, his church. How is he ever going to bring to a conclusion the multitude of prophetic promises, declarations uh, with a bride that remains significantly soiled and a bit bewildered over the future intentions of the bridegroom. Well, this is, this is what I do know. And if you, like me, embrace the Bible as the Word of God, it's, you know, it's 66 books written by 35 to 40 authors over about 1,500 years. That's a, a miraculous harmony of Scripture in and of itself that this Bible is sufficiently assembled with enough insight and information to allow anyone with a desire to enter into a personal relationship with the God of creation through His Son, the information's available. So in our last episode, we talked about the mystery of intercessory prayer. And I believe we're going to keep talking about that for a while because it has everything to do with what God's hand will bring in the days ahead. The kind of effective prayer that'll come from a body with a keen awareness of who is receiving our intercession. A wooing, a wooing of the Holy Spirit that moves His church into a position of standing between heaven and earth. That's phenomenal in of itself. A vacant space that is needed to be filled with words. Strong proclamations of spiritual warfare, not silly, fleshly, presumptuous shouting that not even the powers of the air pay much attention to. Certainly, the Apostle Paul made clear in his, his letter to the Ephesians, this, this gap standing by the church has been necessary throughout the ages to bring to light what is the plan of the mystery hidden for the ages in God. Ephesians 3.10 one of my favorite scriptures, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now, might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Now, in this time and in this remaining space of time, the mysteries of the Lord, the mysteries he's held closely to his heart, are to be made known to the principalities, powers, powers, 
rulers, thrones, dominions, the authorities in the heavenlies, presently engaged in spiritual opposition and warfare. A warfare that in in Daniel's day required engagement from the archangel Michael, repeatedly depicted as the, the great captain, the leader of the heavenly hosts and the warrior helping the children of Israel. So, so my question is, how much more, how much more might the, the intercession in the tribulation church to come, how much more will it need the strong hand of Michael once again? That's a good question, and I believe there are some real biblical answers for it. When he hears the Maranatha cry from the beloved on the earth, a church navigating the rage of Satan, now in full, unmistakable, clear, prophetic fulfillment of prophecy, it appears God is showing his church something of the mystery of intercession, that the intercession and travail at the end will be quickened by the Holy Spirit a body of believers who've come to a revelation of the time and given themselves, given themselves to strategic prayer that could only be supplied by the Son of God Himself at the right hand of the Father. An intercession that has no glory in the flesh because it's not our intercession. It's not our intercession that prevails. It's His Do you see that, church? You must see that, because the church today struggles just to round up a company of believers to gather for an evening prayer meeting, let alone for a time of demonstrating before the powers of the air, the principalities in the heavens who've who've resisted from the very beginning the revelation of the manifold, many-sided wisdom of the mysteries of God that will come in the final seven years of this age. The Maranatha cry. Our Lord comes. Again, do you see that, church? That our intercessor, Christ Jesus, will be parroting the cries before the Father, saying, Yahweh, do you hear their cries? They want me to return. They're saying, even so come, Lord Jesus. God is not finished. God's not finished with his intention to educate the powers through the church. The church is the pillar and the ground of truth. It's the body of Christ that's called to walk as a servant, demonstrating, demonstrating the wisdom of the cross before the principalities and powers, answering the great question at the end of this age, have you considered my servant Yeshua? If God will have an all-saved Jewish nation, miraculously born and cleansed in one day, listen to Isaiah, Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall a land be born in one day? Shall a nation be brought forth in one moment? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her children. Listen, folks, if God can raise up a nation in a day, then God is able to perfect perfect the church unto a climactic translation, not only because of the chronological clock that's struck, but because the church has been brought to something unprecedented, unimaginable. It has become the clear, succinct voice on the earth to the heavens. We must not miss this connection. Michael's heavenly victory in the heavens results not only in woe for the earth, but a 
a great anointing of power coming upon the church, so to speak, the intercessor in residence for the final testimony that results in the multitude beyond human ability to count coming out of the great tribulation. Listen to Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The day will come. It'll come in the near future when it'll be abundantly clear the, the final seven years of this age is underway, and the awakening spiritual giant on the earth will begin to see the evil and hunker down in the word of the Lord, in the word of God, knowing her natural inability to stand in the evil day knowing the one and only way is to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their collective testimonies, not loving their lives even unto death. We believe the saints of this last tribulation are the body of Christ. It's clear. It's clear then that Daniel's vision of the refining and whitening of the saints of that great tribulation expects something climactic and unique, distinct, distinct from the more common experience of tribulation in general. We know God's vision for post-tribulational Israel. What we less consider is the perfecting purpose for the church of the last generation. Let this now be the time we we set ourselves. We set ourselves for the, the revelation necessary to navigate the days ahead. Because it'll be a great day, And yes, it will be a terrible day. I want to pray for us. I think it's uh, really important we pray now because there's a lot we've shared here today in a a relatively short period of time. But things I, I, I believe that we really need to get deep in our spirit. So, Father, we really need your wisdom now more than ever. Lord, if we don't hear your voice, we'll be subject to abundant deceptions coming on the earth. Lord, that we may know you, just like the apostle prayed, that we may know you, the power of your resurrection, and yes, that we may also know the fellowship of your sufferings being conformed to your death. Lord, our desire is to submit every facet of our lives to you in these days, to embrace your word, that will have crystal clear insight into the prophetic promises to soon come. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let me encourage you to be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Also, follow us on Facebook. And God bless each and every one of you. And Maranatha, I'm Bill Nordstrom.